Welcome to Talk Acapella, a podcast for the acapella community where we examine the culture as well as the ins and outs of vocal music, along with the people who are working to shape it. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Alexander. Joining me as always is Alicia Edwards. Brian, how are you today? Alicia, I am doing pretty well. I'm gearing up here for some much needed vacation time, so I'm uh, looking forward to that. How about yourself? How are you doing? You know, I'm good, um, all things considered. My mental health has taken a dip. Because, you know, thanks COVID Uh and everything else. I know. Tell me about it. My goodness. You want me to tell you about it? Because that could take a whole hour. So we're not going to do that. (laughs) Well, if we did that, we wouldn't have any time for our guest today. So, Uh, But but real quick, everyone, (laughs) I'm going to give some advice right now. You keep your financial plastic on lockdown because some fool in Illinois somehow like narked my husband's credit card or debit card information and bought children's clothing and gas at $100 worth of something at this one random gas station and tried to buy gas at Costco before, I mean, after we caught it and the cart was declined. Man, that is rough. You know, I've known a few people that have had to go through that and that's like no fun whatsoever. Well, I mean, I'm so. slightly concerned because his, his debit card is one of those with the security chip. And so I'm like, did yeah, they... Yeah, it's supposed to be extra like Right, did they try to steal his identity you know? or I don't know. I don't know what it is. That's just weird. But nothing has happened since that card was frozen. So we're okay okay for right now. I mean, fortunately, they didn't buy like a 75 inch flat screen TV, but because that that would have really sucked. Why? It's always the flat screens. That's weird for some reason. But wow, I that's that's crazy that that's happening in your life. I know. But I mean, hopefully it comes to a halt. So we'll, we'll be okay. <laughs> well, I'm pretty pretty stoked about our guest today. So am I. Can't think off the top of my head that we've had a, a guest joining us from this university. So this is going to be really cool I and mean, really exciting. You would know and better just, than I would because you've been a co-host here <laughs> for far longer than I have. Yeah, and and with that, I'm just like I've listened to this group of music actually, and we were talking before the show. I've listened to this group of music like like a long time ago actually because I found their music on Boca and right, you know, right. still follow their music today. So. This is really cool. We have a wonderful guest joining us all the way from Yale University. She is a member of Shades, an acapella group on campus. Uh, she is none other than Gidedi Azuma. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, so thank is it, you is for it joining Shades us. or yeah. is it Shades of Yale? Or do, do you guys go by both? We kind of go by both. Officially, we're Shades of Yale, but we most okay. of us and like in the community, people are just know us as Shades. Okay. Okay. Very cool. cool. Which is your personal preference? Do you have one out of those two? I like Shades. I think it's cuter than just saying <laughs> Shades of Yale. I feel, especially, I like from talking to people at school, like I feel like always saying, yeah, Shades of Yale is coming to it's just very like <laughs> repetitive this, so. this is actually interesting like a coincidence like my group my college groups mm-hmm. one and only album that we produce is actually titled shades and i'm just oh. like, put those two together <laughs> and i was just like wow this is crazy i'm like this is meant to be <laughs> i've got another connection for you very few people know this but one of my dad's like distant relatives like generations ago is one of the founders of yale Oh, wow. So (laughs) he didn't have enough money. So the university wasn't named after him, obviously. But his last name was Russell. We could have been the (laughs) Russleys instead of the Yaleys. Exactly. 
Yeah, well, so. we are so happy to have you on the show today, G Daddy. So just to kind of start things off, can you tell us about your particular background in music and how you came to be a member of Shades? Okay, so my dad's a pastor, so I definitely started singing in church. Those are pretty much like my main performances. And then in sixth grade, I actually moved to schools and my parents, like I really wanted to play an instrument, but my parents like forgot to fill out the paperwork. And in what? that district, if you forget to fill out the paperwork, they throw you in choir. So what, where, what state was this in? I'm in Minnesota. And so they just threw me in choir and like, I was a little upset for like a few months because I was like, I really wanted to play. I really want to play the cello. I still haven't put my hands on the cello yet. I was kind of upset, but after a while I was like, you know, I sing at church. This could be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so from sixth grade all throughout high school, I was really big into like choir and pretty much I did like a lot of large scale choir things. Like my high school was really big. So my choir was probably at least a hundred people every single year. Okay. So I had never really been in like a smaller ensemble until this, I went to a summer program in sophomore year, summer of sophomore year. And one of those participants there, her sister was actually the pitch or what we call our musical director of Shades. And so she was showing me all these videos of this acapella group and I was like, what is this? Because <laughs> it was a lot different than like Perch Perfect or any uh-huh. other acapella I like heard of. And that like put shades on like my radar. But like at that point, I wasn't really expecting to go to Yale or anywhere. So I was just like, that's a really cool group. It's so crazy that your sister goes there. And then as like, college like geared up i applied to yale i was accepted and then we had bulldog days which is the admitted students weekend and shades again popped up because they perform at the big performance thing they have at bulldog days for all the student groups for dance for music and i saw them again and i was like oh my gosh i'm remembering the participant <laughs> who showed me his sister and i was like this is them and they sound so i was like okay shade 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 that's great but i was like really nervous because like i had never auditioned for or, or like been in a group that was really small like Shades is about mm-hmm. this year we were kind of big it was 18 people but before like the Shades that I saw perform at Bulldog Days they're about 13 very very small and so I was like really nervous I was like this is a very small like acapella yeah it's cutthroat I can't mess around <laughs> so it came to like our audition process and I was just like okay just go for it just go for it and then you know it happened to work out but yeah so, 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 I'm, so curious, I'm curious did Shades, shades have, have anything, anything to, do to do with you with choosing, choosing Yale, Yale? I was seeing them perform and I was like, I really, I really love this group. But like, also, so I was great. kind of, I was like, this is a really big decision to base on an acapella group that you may or may not be admitted <laughs> to. Right. I think the, like, the most consistent comment I see on, like, collegiate acapella YouTube videos is, oh, I'm going to go to that school because of this group. And I'm like, okay, now we have a, like, real life example. Of that. Yeah, like, I, I know. I told, and I am curious. So you're saying it's a very small group and you said 13 from what you saw perform brian how big was your collegiate group oh man we had four for each, there was like 16 of us i think on average really there was like four for each well you know <laughs> satb i'm just laughing because mine was nine people every, every year. Year. Wow. even today they yeah. had nine people and that's it yeah they limit it to that they had one i think semester where they had 10 people oh man well, yeah ten, that was ten so women. different it was a female group but i think at one point we kind of came to like maybe around nine or ten people okay. but okay. that was just because people left throughout the right, semester right. at and one then, point but i think the average was like 16 i think right. that's what happened well, to shades uh, a few members had left oh, and okay. that's why yeah. it was so small okay. and then this year they kind of like bulked us up 
So I am curious, because Yale has so many acapella groups, how big are the other groups? I would say they're probably about like 16 to 18 themselves. I think, I don't know, class of this past rush season or like our audition Mm -hmm. season was pretty good for most acapella groups. They really like bulked up on wherever they lost. So I think most people got up to like 18 higher numbers. Gotcha. Very cool. So you mentioned a lot of these I'll kind of interpret it as almost like subliminal messaging on like shades being thrown at you. I'm like you gotta join kind of thing. But you mentioned all these coincidences of you know you had all these interactions that just kind of helped to influence your decision. But was there anything outside of that that made you choose shades or go like oh shades i'm going to go with this group versus you know one of the many other groups there on campus did you check out any of the other groups i did i actually ended up auditioning for three different groups on campus there's 14 so it was like it's a small picking i know a lot of people that audition to a bunch but i think shades it was definitely the music they sing we sing music of the african-american tradition and black diaspora so that like little niche was like really attractive to me and also we during the audition process what we schedule rush meals and they're just meals with people that are already in the group and I just really clicked with them like immediately so that was another thing that was just like oh I feel like I would fit in here the energy that you all carry I I vibe with it well my experience in college in acapella was very different there wasn't really a ton of interaction I didn't get to interact really with any of the girls that were previously in my collegiate group because all but one of them left wow so we had a turnover of members in the group And then the year after I did it, I couldn't return because I was graduating. Same thing. Eight members left and only one stayed. I mean, three of us could not re-audition because that was the year that the group officially became part of the school. So you had to be a student at the university. And I had graduated and then two two of the gals that were in the group with me the previous year, one went to a different school. Well, they both, those two just went to different schools. And so that was three of the nine. A third of the group was already out for the following year. Man. Yeah. And I was going to say, I guess, to both of those comments, yours and G-Daddy's last comment was that it puts you at a major disadvantage being the first group on campus, because I feel like listening to everything is just like I missed out on these rush meals. And I would have so loved food and acapella. I'm like, I would have been there for all of this. I mean, and I mean, my and we did do like a couple different things, but there wasn't anything that was like super organized that so I mean, not. That is really cool to me. Granted, I mean, I did collegiate acapella six years ago, so... And I was a second-year grad student, so I'm sure that that has evolved a little bit since my time doing it. So I I think that's really cool. It's really, really organized. We even have what we call the SGC, the Singing Group Council, and they're made up of seniors who, okay, seniors aren't allowed in acapella at Yale, but like, yeah, really? you, only, you only have three years in every group. I didn't and so know after, that. cause we have senior acapella groups. There's two senior acapella groups, oh, okay. the Whiff and Poofs and yep, yep, Women yep. Rhythm. They're both, they're now just recently, like two years ago, they're now both all gender, but oh, okay. the SGC is made up of seniors and they pretty much organize like everything. Like they schedule when okay. everybody's concerts are during the school year. They what? organize their audition process every group has what they call a dessert wherein they have like a full-scale concert and they the members of the group cook desserts and the desserts are for the people who are auditioning and so (laughs) they like yeah they cook like cakes and cupcakes and cookies so that the perspective like singers can come and enjoy their music and eat a dessert and hopefully audition yeah (laughs) 
I, see, I should have worked so much harder in high school to try and apply to Yale because I felt I like I missed out right? on so much just yeah, from the acapella too. scene. Totally. Like right now. I, I I'm ask. so mad at myself. I'm, I'm curious. Are grad students allowed to be in acapella groups at Yale? Yes, but that varies mm-hmm. by acapella group. So Shade is completely undergraduate. I'm actually not sure if I know of any graduate student in another acapella group. I'll tell you the reason I ask is there's a gal who was in my acapella group after me saying the same part as me. I, I was a female bass and she's actually, yeah, fun, really fun. She's actually starting grad school at Yale this semester. <laughs> yeah, she's so, wow. so good. So you've talked a little bit about it, G-Daddy, about how the Singing Group Council kind of functions. Can, can you tell us a little bit more about ha- how they facilitate interactions between acapella groups or cross-functional activities? Yeah, so I think in the year I've been in Shades, the SGC is really like hands-on in the beginning of the school year. So they really run. We have like these joint concerts where all 14 groups perform. Like you wow. perform like one or two songs okay. it's called Dwight Jam it's at a place called Dwight Hall okay. and so they're really like big and like trying to like stitch the groups together so like people who aren't even in the groups can like come together and see all the groups like displayed at once like okay. the different traditions different groups have like when they start or how they walk on stage and I really enjoyed like even like when I was just scouting mm-hmm. those were really fun <laughs> events other than that they're pretty much more logistical from my understanding, okay. just figuring out when jams collide. But in between groups, the, there are definitely like, like a song. yeah, like a, when for, jams collide. The SBC <laughs> doesn't usually like <laughs> handle like different like concerts, but different groups just like reach out to each other. So I know like recently or not recently, but like this past year, Shades we had like a mixer with another group called Mix Company okay. and another group called Dukes of Yale. So mixer just kind of like a party. We just like all talked, but it was like acapella groups and then other times we have like joint concerts so there's usually no real big concert on campus from september to probably the spring semester i don't know why specifically um (laughs) so like a lot of groups have like christmas like joint christmas concerts yeah which are really really fun people love coming to like a a dukes and yale or like out of the blue and yet and shades um Uh like collab because like a lot of us sing different types of music so like watching us interact with each other it's really cool that's That's awesome awesome. yeah I i love how that man you can really just from just hearing you talk about everything it feels like there is really a a level of connection between all the groups you know there's a real sense of community with acapella here on Yale campus and I'm like normally we only find things like that you know I think the first thing that comes to mind is always the the Facebook group there's a Facebook page that connects everybody from around the world who loves acapella and things like that versus like now we have like a real life this is a campus that's actually doing it right so I'm like it just it just sounds like like everything is just made to be so inclusive there at the Yale campus in terms of fitting in on the acapella scene and things like that. So it sounds like your your time there has been just enjoyable and wonderful. Well, and we've talked about the community of acapella in previous episodes, but I feel like I almost feel like Yale has perfected that. It, it sounds like it almost. I'm, I'm like, I, I don't see a single flaw with what's what's going right. on here at this campus. This is incredible. I'm, I'm pretty jealous. <laughs> <laughs> same I'm, I'm thinking of going back to school now for sure um, yeah but you'd have to be a grad student oh, I mean yeah, you're, you're a little old for, for college yeah hey okay <laughs> I thought you were about to say I'm a little too old for acapella I'm like there's no such thing no I, I just um, think you're too 
Well, you're you're not too old for college. You're too old for undergrad college. Okay, I get what you're saying. You're saying I'm not cool. I get it. Um, all right. And, and so I'm making age jokes. So I, I can tell. So if we could maybe kind of focus in a little bit on on shades now. Now that we have a kind of understanding of the community at large, I really want to focus in on shades. So with shades, you, you mentioned earlier on about the group celebrating the music of the African diaspora and the African American tradition. And with the group, you all seem to have this really distinct identity in terms of what you might see with other groups around the nation really and it's just like nothing else that's being offered anywhere and, and i'm curious you know can you share with our listeners what's some of the the music the songs that make up your repertoire you know and how does shades go about selecting the music that they choose to perform mm -hmm. so a lot of our music is canon so we sing it every single year and they're really sacred like we shall overcome slash our melody mm -hmm. we shall overcome yep. and amen is our alumni right. song so we've been singing it since shades was founded and like whenever we sing it at an end of a concert we invite all of our alumni to come and sing with us it's really powerful whenever you see it in person um, you're just talking about it and a lot of other songs we sing are pretty much rooted in either like a story of resilience the story of like really speaking to different groups of black people across the world really we have a that we sing every fall called paycheck and it's about caribbean mine workers and how when they work at home the stuff that they bring back they bring like dangerous diseases to their families and they're working for people and it's a very like solemn song we have like positions and dances i would say that go along with the song but it's very robotic movement in the way we sing the song it's supposed to be very powerful and like a lot of the labor that we take for granted of the things that we have comes from black and brown people who are working and mining and giving us these things and also another song we sing we sing which is the south african freedom song from okay. apartheid that we also sing every spring and we have like a special formation with like fists up and we sing that just it's like one of the most celebrated like liberation songs that we sing as like a way to like commemorate all the people that have fought in freedom movements from South Africa to the U.S. and everywhere else. But yeah, a lot of our music is specifically chosen to like champion like a lot of the hard work that like black people everywhere have done. But also a lot of it's also just to celebrate like genius and like fun stuff. So like we sing a lot of like just chill like R&B. We really love okay. our 90s R&B. <laughs> this year we were trying to get into some like gospel, um, more present day gospel. We sang a Kirk Franklin song. We have this year we sang a song for Afro Latinx community. But yeah, we're really just trying to like pick out specific songs that can celebrate all different types of blackness from wherever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I want to be careful in the way, the way I, I say this here, because I truly do believe that like all groups, what they're doing, you know, they do with purpose. There's a real motive behind everything that they're doing. But the feeling that I'm get from just hearing you describe what's going on with shades, it just feels like there's this higher level of, you know, like storytelling. There's this real sense of like true purpose behind everything that you all are conveying through your music, which is so different and so yet so powerful at the same time and i'm guessing like normal 
2020 pop is will never be something featured and what you guys are doing but it doesn't seem like it would be a, even have a fit to begin with and so this is like I, I don't know this is this is awesome and this is what whenever I think of diversity and with music this is really a prime example of what what groups should be doing to really separate themselves with that said so do you feel as if the members when they come into this they're fully aware of everything that's going to go along with this process the music the identity of the group or is it something that people just kind of get comfortable with along the way i think because of how shades carries itself like just as a group and the way we perform i think before even auditioning members or prospective members are well aware of like the purpose and like the mission of shades like even on our rush meals before anybody has actually really auditioned it's very much like told to us some of our music is really sacred and it's not just sacred to like us like just as a group because it's like a tradition but more because it means so much to so many people outside of our group and i think even like it's even more important because a lot of because we do allow like non-black members to join the group. And I wasn't really aware of that before when I got into Shades, but like even non-black people who are in the group are very aware of like the mission of Shades and very much know like how to respect the music that we're singing, how to respect where we perform and whether it's like for like a school or for a church and like really do the work to like read about what this music means and how you should go around singing it. We do our best and especially when trying to communicate that to our members or like our audiences, um, we do this thing called a Shades Walk wherein we're trying to like uplift the black voice and so when we walk to the stage before every performance our attire is all black but we like try to have a serious face as we walk in to let people know that like black culture black music is something to re yeah. be respected because a lot of times black music can be like disrespected or like oh it's just a joke right. it's just something fun right. but we try like to set our concerts in the best way we call the shades walk we all walk in with as much okay. confidence and as much gusto as we can to set the stage of what we're about to do even if we're about to break out and dance mm -hmm. it's also important to like recognize that the people that have made this music respect their lives respect their histories respect mm -hmm. why they made this song Wow, that's incredible. And on that note, we are going to take a quick commercial break, uh, but don't go away because we're going to come right back and continue speaking with G Daddy Azuma right here on Talkapella. You may not know this, but Acaville is a nonprofit. We're a community supported organization, and the way we keep our lights on and keep the music spinning is largely through memberships and contributions. So I encourage you to be a member of Acaville. Not only will you support everything that we're doing and supporting the community and bringing great music and features to you, but there are some pretty killer member benefits out there as well. Head on over to Acaville.org. Check out the member benefits because we'd love to have you as a member of the Acaville community. And welcome back to Tacapella. That's right. Here we are. Thanks for tuning back in with us. We are here with Gideddy Azuma from Shades of Yale. And it's been a, I mean, for me at least, this has been so fascinating because we've talked a lot about the acapella community and and kind of how Yale's Singing Group Council has really helped establish that community. I think that's really impressive to me considering the number of groups Yale has. So G-Daddy, with Yale's impressive history of acapella and 14 plus groups on campus, can you tell us, G-Daddy, in your opinion, how does Shades continue to flourish among so many groups after more than 30 years? I think really the thing that really keeps Shades moving and pushing is, of course, the music. I think people just really 
connect to the music. And it's really like, especially for Latinx students on campus or Black students on campus, we sing the music that they grew up listening to. So whenever they hear, oh, Shades is coming, they're like, oh, I'm definitely going to show up because I know exactly what's, (laughs) like, I know what's going to happen. I think also a lot of acapella shows at Yale are really interactive. And so like we start every concert, we're like, if you like what you hear, give us a snap, give us a hand wave. (laughs) Shout out. I love it. And people really love like the energy at a Shades show or a Shades jam is impeccable, I would say. It's a really good time. People are just enjoying Mm -hmm. themselves, listening to music. And I think that's what's pushing Shades at this moment, just keeping us fueled. So you said that like, you've got students who that's the music they listened to growing up. How would you say that Shades helps their audience that maybe didn't have or that that maybe doesn't have uh, familiarity with that type of music? How do they I, I mean, you talked about the snaps and the hand waving. Is there anything else that Shades does to help maybe that portion of the audience connect with the music? We definitely, we introduce every song that we sing before just to get people like, who is this artist? And certain concerts are themed. So in February, we have our Valentine's Day concert. And so we'll like introduce a song. We're like, this song was written by this person or it says this. And whoever's introducing it can add their own flair of like, and this is about a really big heartbreak or this is about falling in love with someone you absolutely love. And like, the whoever's soloing that song definitely tries to add as much acting as they can okay. to whatever role they're taking up to really like sell what the meaning of the song is. So not just music, but like full on entertainment there. Nice. I love it. I, I love the whole the whole vibe with the group. I love the presentation. I love the way you all connect. And it's, it's so interesting because I know in the first half of the segment, we were talking about, okay, there are times when you all are very solemn. You want the, the music to be very effective and take on a certain persona that's just like, not serious necessarily, but it, it comes with a certain energy around it that, you know, it has to be portrayed in a certain way. And then other times, you know, you guys are jamming out and this is like, like so cool. And I, I love everything about that. What's been some of your favorite performances? performances with shade you know can you think of a particular song that you just love performing more than anything yes okay so <laughs> our valentine's valentine's day jam was our last big concert before we left and the very last song we performed before i let go that Ooh. Okay, we performed Beyonce's version and I'm forgetting who wrote the original song, but we did like a mashup of both versions so we could do the dance that Beyonce created at the end of it. Mm -hmm. And we did it in a lecture hall and our Valentine's Day concert is free. So it was packed. There were so many people in the room and some people got up and danced with us. But that was probably (laughs) my favorite performance by far. Like on the internet somewhere. somewhere. I'm not sure. I don't think we've uploaded it yet. We're really bad at uploading videos. Truly, it's what it's probably our weakest spot. Usually, I think the videographer took too long to send us the videos, oh. but I know, right? But it was definitely one of my favorite performances. And then we did this gig, I guess, at the Yale Art Gallery debut for an artist. It was like a gallery. Oh, oh. It was like a oh. yeah. It was an like exhibit. a gallery for a performance exhibit. Yeah, it was like an exhibit. Yeah, a, an exhibit. <laughs> For an artist who actually, it was actually a pretty like dark theme. It was like about a lynching. We collabed with Word. It's like Yale's performance poetry group. And they would perform their poems and we would hum in the background. And then when they would finish, we would sing. And it was an incredible performance, incredibly moving. And it was a very like intimate space. We did it in like a very small gallery, but I was probably definitely one of another one of my favorite performances just in the way like we were able to bounce off the words that the 
the poets were saying and how they drew energy from our humming, from our singing and from our songs. Like it was a beautiful, beautiful. That That is is very very cool. cool. Yeah. And with that, man, I'm like, the the more I just continue to learn about the group, the more is just like, man, this is unlike any other group that I've really learned about. And and you're talking about the the art exhibit and the the style of music that you do and the way they just pair with certain events and gigs and things like that. And I'm I'm curious, is there a particular type of gigs that you all seek out just because I know the music that you talked to us about and shared about? It's very powerful. I'm, I'm sure that you all are talented enough to do like house parties parties and whatever kind of jams and things like that. But I I have to believe that you all are probably pretty selective with the type of gigs that you want to do because you want to portray a certain vibe. So are there particular gigs that you all typically seek out? Yeah. So after about 30 years, like Shades has kind of like built up its own reputation. So a lot of the gigs, just people like reaching out to us are like, I have this beautiful performance or event plan and I would love for you guys to perform. A lot of times it's like a specific song. Like a lot of times people want us to perform Amen, We Shall Overcome. We also do a lot of gigs for like at schools or for children. And so we have some songs that are just about like loving yourself, being carefree for children. But I think the most of our performances and gigs are really geared towards either a church audience or somebody who's creating an event for something more, I don't know, I wouldn't say solemn, but like more, it's not usually like a party type theme. Right, right. No, that makes sense. I get that completely. Okay. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit. We talked about the history of the group a few minutes ago and how Shades has continued to flourish among all these groups with, I mean, throughout its history. I'm curious, I mean, because 2020, as we all know, I mean- It's like the worst year on record. Right. Everyone's lives kind of took a really sharp left turn. And I mean, you mentioned Brian and me, I think before we even started the show, that you're not- at school this semester because none of the sophomores are at school this semester yeah so this semester and then you said in the spring it's going to be all of the first years or all of the freshmen they won't be there in person for classes so I'm curious what plans has Shades made on how they're going to function during the 2020-2021 school year yes it's been a really big problem because we were emailed by like the dean of affairs or like for like Mm -hmm. activities and they're like yeah we can't have acapella because singing is just not very good like keeping down viruses and spread of it like and so the singing group council that i mentioned earlier actually mm-hmm. we've like canceled our audition process for all acapella groups this year wow. so we actually okay. won't be introducing any new members and i also mentioned earlier that like there are no seniors in shades and mm-hmm. i'm thinking that's going to like do away with this year because right, right we don't have like we're not getting new members and a lot of members right. are like they're losing a year it's like their last year right. or would have been their last year so we're really trying to move everything virtually okay. last well, spring. Did, you guys posted some, some, some music Yeah, videos, yeah. So last cool. spring, we like did a virtual spring jam. And we're trying to like think of something to do again for this next year. It's just a, a lot of editing. Our musical director from last year, Amara, has been putting in a lot of work of like sticking together <laughs> so vocals and her, like videos. Right? Yes. <laughs> Amazing. So pretty much they just rendered to the computer screen for 
the foreseeable future. It's just really been like, because if people are going their separate ways, some people are right, taking right. a gap year, taking a gap semester. Mm-hmm. Some people are on campus and they're doing schoolwork. Some people are doing right. remotely. And some Chase members don't live in the U.S. So, oh, oh wow. wow. Trying oh, really? to, if we're not on, not having a common space on campus, mm-hmm. even virtually, is really hard. Even if we want right, to put you- together a jam, like trying to get everybody's recordings in and everybody's mm-hmm. vocals, it's just, it's kind of a big feat. And I think we're learning as we have to put it together, different videos. Right. I can understand that to an extent because the post-collegiate group I'm a part of that Brian is also helping with right now in the time of COVID. I think we struggle a little bit getting recordings from like seven or eight people, but Shades is definitely bigger than that. I can only imagine the complexity of coordinating, getting all of that done. Yeah. And I'm curious in terms of, I guess, say this past year, about how often were you all interacting, you know, when, you know, social distancing wasn't a problem about how often did you all see each other? At least three times a week. So we had rehearsal Sunday nights from six to nine. And then every Thursday night, we'd have rehearsal for two hours. And then everyone was required with your voice part to have like a sectional. Have you noticed at all, like any kind of energy shift at all within just, I guess, the communication with the group, you know, people you've spoken with who are members of the group, knowing that people are losing a year. And, you know, especially I, I guess it's even more important for the higher level members of your group or not higher level the upperclassmen of your group do you notice if you know how that's been affecting members with the group i would definitely say i've noticed i think shades has always very much been like through a group chat we weren't best friends but like in person it clicked like that it was very much like an in-person on site we were ready we were (laughs) we're ready to cause trouble ready to sing we never really used a group chat like that so now having to rely on the group Mm -hmm. chat is really it's hard especially because we need to use the group chat to organize hey guys we should have a zoom call and like zoom calls are always we stay on we plan for an hour we stay there for three Like, like we're very much like we love each other it's really weird like not being able to like go to someone's dorm and be like, hey, what's up? Let's meet yeah. for this. <laughs> and like having to text them and be like, hey, would you respond hey. please to my text? Yeah. <laughs> meet me on Zoom and in like, 10 minutes. One of yeah. our members lives in Singapore. <laughs> and so oh, wow. we're like oh, go between Singapore and Britain. And so sometimes we'll text, he's asleep. <laughs> sometimes he'll text, <laughs> we're asleep. So uh-huh. it's, been, it's still been really hard trying to keep right. up the like, excitement especially like with everything else going around just in life in general trying to keep up the energy like hey shades it's still going like we're still making music we can still Mm -hmm. inspire people still like send our message Mm -hmm. it's been hard but i'm hoping uh, i'm hoping we don't like go dormant for the year i'm hoping we can still i hope you don't either Because yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys come out with in the near future. Yeah. But that that is a real challenge for, for lots of groups. I know, obviously, I'm like, it, it sounds like Shades has that kind of connection there. But then so many other groups as well. This share is going to be so different. And I, I think that's a good point that you brought up, G-Daddy, is just how do you not go dormant? everything going on because while it might be different for you it's also different not only for you for you and the other performers in your group it's going to be different for fans who have come to expect music from all these different groups out there so this is going to be such a learning process and a big year of just making do with you know what we have so with that alicia i know that were you wanting to ask this so i noticed that you have this really cool video of not just the current members of the group but i think more than 50 alumni 
singing your closing number at your spring jam. What was that like? Yeah, it's always having so many people singing just at once. And like we hold hands like halfway through the song. Are you talking about the live performance? The video. The virtual one. So so and I guess Mm -hmm. I guess with that, I'm also curious because I mean, when you're recording your own part, you're not surrounded by people. So it's very different than than performing live. I'm curious as to what that experience was like, but also maybe what it felt like when you saw the whole thing come together. Yeah, it was definitely really different and seeing different alumni because Shade's alumni, they're pretty involved. I would say like at least like five, six years back, they're still like, some of them are still go to Yale as like graduate students. And some of them are just like living in in the area or like they'll come to our concerts just to support us. And so recording my part, I was like, all right, this is just, I was pretty bummed out that it wasn't live, that we were sent home and I'm recording in my bathroom, but recording it wasn't as powerful as singing it live. And then Mm -hmm. I was watching it and just watching people like come up on the screen, just even like in their own homes or in their own spaces and hearing it like through headphones and just being surrounded by sound just Mm -hmm. in that moment I would say it was comparable to being like standing it live and holding people's hands and like feeling their energy as they sing and like the song or the arrangement we sing has changed just a little bit through the years so it was very cool to be able to hear different generations of alumni singing the song just a little bit different than you were. Well, and that's really cool also to see with that. It it gives you, I guess, another way to kind of feel the generational changes in the group. So I think that's very cool. That's got to be so like surreal, just like you're saying, is just seeing currently how the group is, seeing what their style is, but also see other former members' interpretation of what the group used to be. There were a lot of alumni in there. And you mentioned that there's there's some alumni who are going to Yale as grad students or they live close in the area. I'm imagining this virtual concert allowed for members who may be, or alumni who maybe aren't nearby to participate too. So I would imagine that's a unique experience as well. Yeah, alumni that like, because we have a Shades like alumni Facebook and alumni okay. that weren't even that active in the group were sending in videos, sending oh, in the vocals. <laughs> and we were all like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. it was a really great experience. Like, definitely, definitely. Because I think two years ago, we had like a 30th reunion. So there were a lot of people that like came to Yale for that. So I didn't get to experience that. But this performance and like this virtual one and like getting to have so many other alumni there than like the four or five that usually come was really, it was unique. That's awesome. So with our last few minutes that we have here, I, I feel very much inclined to bring up a certain topic just because I feel like it's very applicable to Shades, just given its history, given some of the things you talked about. But you you mentioned earlier on in the show that Shades, in terms of at least the, the music, you all tend to have a focus on, you know, the plight of certain groups of individuals or the hardships or, or different things that just really give you insight to the struggles that people go through. And I think what we've all seen with 2020, man, that I think this might be like the year of activism. I'm like, we're seeing a lot of causes being championed. We're seeing so many protests and marches and things like that. And so I'm really curious to hear from you in terms of your opinions. You know, what responsibility do you think like acapella groups have as it relates to matters of social activism? Just because with Shades, you all have a large following. You all have influence both on and off campus. And we know that at least in terms of mainstream artists, they use these platforms to just really champion certain causes. So do you feel that, you know, music should be the only priority for acapella groups or should they be doing more? 
No, definitely. I think this like new movement, or I don't know, if, I don't know if it's a new moment, but a continuation of like momentum and a movement. Personally, has not really been so shaking for shades because it's been part of shades or who shades right. has been. And I think in the founding, our founder Titilio, um, when she was founding Shade, just thought of like acapella isn't just acapella. Like the music you decide to sing isn't just a song. Like you're making a statement with that. And as people who don't exist in a bubble, like you can't just sing music and have it not back anything. You can't just sing music and ignore everything that's going around you, going around your members. Because even like groups that have other black members, other members who are affected by like immigration statuses, other groups with women, like you can just stand around and just sing music and think that that's all that there is because that isn't what it is. Your individual members, no matter if they bring it into the group, which they inevitably will because it's part of them, it's part of how they Mm -hmm. navigate the world, will definitely speak to it. So I think we've been seeing quite a number of groups come out and be like, or make like a statement or like, especially because music is so personal to everyone. It's probably one of the most intimate parts of like the human experience, just sharing a song to be able to like sing a song with the intention of trying to like give healing to some people to like get people through a movement has been really important for shades um just something that we've been trying to think about especially like when we meet even within ourselves to be like i remember when things were really like heated up in end of june i remember like even us we with the among itself we like made a playlist of just songs to help get people through it shared it with other people shared it with like other yale community members and just like spread this around like music in every way and every artist is making a statement and even at this point when everything seems very uncertain or like really intense you can translate this and like acapella isn't apart from that or separate from that yeah i think it's so important that point that you brought up about being able to recognize what members are bringing to the group not even just as it relates to the music but their own experiences and maybe their background and things like that because i'm like yeah it's very i shouldn't say easy right now we're all hyper aware of everything going on around us but with acapella groups you have these influx of people coming in and they're also bringing in so much that contributes to identity that contributes to what's going on in the world out there so i think it's such an sh- amazing point that you brought up about that and i think more groups definitely need to be aware of that and yeah i love i've used the word love so many times on this episode i love what you guys are doing it's amazing i mean we could keep talking about this all night but unfortunately <laughs> it is time for us to take another break but don't go anywhere because we'll be right back on Tacapella. Every week for an hour, we hand over the keys to the station to, wait, is that right? The listeners? It's true. You, our listeners, can choose what we play for our requests and dedications hour. You can catch it every Thursday at 9 p.m. in the East, 6 p.m. Pacific, and then again on Sundays at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. East, 2 a.m. and 2 p.m. in the West. It's a chance for you to head to our website, pick some tunes that you want to request, or make a dedication. We'll play them right here on our air. And we're back with G-Daddy Azuma from Shades of Yale, and it's time for us to have a little bit of fun. So, G-Daddy, this is just a way for us to get to know you a little bit more on on more than just the acapella front. And so we're just going to kind of like rapid fire through some questions so are you ready? Yes. <laughs> Brian, how about you? Always ready. And as am I. So we'll get going. So G-Daddy, tell us, what is the best thing on campus at Yale? 
Ooh, I would say food and my favorite food place is York Street Noodles. I love me some spicy glass noodles with extra nice. egg. Okay, after COVID is done taking its toll, I'm visiting Yale. It's done. <laughs> I'm visiting that campus. All right, question two. What is your favorite non-acapella activity? Ooh, this is a hard question. I would say it's BSA, the Black Students Association, just because we have like a really fun nights. Like once we had a wild and out night. Actually, we had it twice. <laughs> like <laughs> the events. show? really just hang out avoid homework you know the usual oh, okay. <laughs> love That's it awesome. and we're gonna continue it with questions about favorites what is your all-time favorite movie huh this is a hard question okay have you okay law abiding citizen i don't know if it's my Ooh. favorite movie ever but i've watched Good it one. so many times and whenever anybody's ever like we want a movie and i'm like <laughs> wait <laughs> have you ever who's seen in law? it remind me who's in that uh jamie fox um, okay. Okay. I Gerard had, Butler. I haven't yeah. had a chance to watch it yet, but I really want to. Yeah. It, warning. So it is. Really, it is pretty gory. That's fine. Okay. Oh, I watched yeah. The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones, so I'm. Oh yeah, you can you can handle that one. All right. Question four. What's one thing besides your phone that you take with you when you travel? Oh, so okay. I'm just gonna consider this travel anywhere. My hands get really dry, so I carry mm -hmm. like a little tub of Palmer's cocoa butter and like Ooh, a little okay. travel thing. I put it in my purse. And I take it every. Everywhere I go. Cocoa butter saves lives, people. Come on. Yes. yes yeah. What artist has had the biggest impact on your approach to music? You guys are asking the deep questions. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's a very common answer, but I'm going to say it anyway. I really love Lauren Hill. Like, okay. really Ooh. love her. Yeah. Can't be mad at that. Can't, can't be mad, but like. Just hits. Hits on hits. What is the best gift that you've ever received? Best gift I've ever received. Oh, I don't know. I feel like my first thought was like, okay, say something like your AirPods or something, but that's so materialistic. Hey, this is a judgment-free uh, zone. So. Oh, I really don't know. Okay, I'm gonna say. Okay, I'll do. I'll be cute. I'll say. Okay, so look at compliments. So like two years ago, I was like gearing up for like applying for colleges and stuff, and like my aunt just gave me like a pep talk about how like, of all she practically called me like her favorite niece. Um, oh, and that just that. really hit because I was like. Wow. Do you have <laughs> never said this to me before. But yeah, I would siblings? say that compliment. Do you have any siblings or cousins? I do. I have two. All right. You talked about how we were asking you the deep questions. So here is one for you. Cats or dogs? Oh, dogs. Dang it. There it is. My dog is in the room listening, so I can't. <laughs> I, <laughs> can, I couldn't say oh, yeah. cat. Yeah. Would hear. So I, I am an animal person. And the very first time on this show since we started doing Rapid Fire, we had someone last episode say cats. So For the first so time. I like, wouldn't say I'm ever. a cat person, though. I would mm. say I'm an animal person because I love both. Cats intimidate me not because they're like scary. I think they're just like really pretty. Like I've seen some really pretty cats and I'm like, okay, kind of rude. One of my cats might have scared you this morning because my husband like opened a door and she freaked out and then she like hunkered down on the ground and her entire tail bushed out like a Christmas tree oh, yeah. along mm, her back. No, thank you. It was <laughs> hilarious because she was cats so scary. She was so scared. No, thank you. All, All right. right. Question eight. What does a person need to be happy? Mm, I Just somebody to laugh with. Just one person, really. I love it. I like that. All right. If you could ask a higher power one question, what would it be? Oh, my gosh. Why create mosquitoes? Right? I feel like they really do way more harm than they've ever done. I think frogs eat them. But other than that, I really don't think they but do. Frogs eat other things, too. 
I think there's, I mean, the only thing I can think of that a mosquito could potentially be beneficial for is, you know, the ones in Jurassic Park that are like fossilized in amber. That's Preserving not real. dinosaur blood. Yes. That's not that real. is the one thing. So they're useless to me. Yeah. Right. See, now I'm with you. All right. Final question. If you could have any three people, dead or alive, over for dinner, who would they be? Ooh, Octavia Butler, one of my favorite authors. Who else? I'm not trying to create like a really like good table. Like together, <laughs> I want them to like bounce off each other. Right. I, or am I just like speak? Oh, okay. You know, because I said Octavia Butler, I'm going to say Angela Davis because love, love okay. her. Who else? Who else? Who else? Oh, just because I'm Ghanaian, I'm going to say Kwame Nkrumah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like it. I have like a lot of like revolutionary energy and I think that'd be a really fun kind of like we'll leave dinner and be like, let's start a march. I don't know. Man, I'd love great. to be at that dinner. That's wonderful. All right. Well, thank but you so much for those questions. You're not one of the three people. Oh, okay. Well, there it is. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> I'm like, I, some. she's like four people. Hey, somebody's got to like, I don't know, prepare the food or deliver it or something. I don't know. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> On that note, thank you so much for those wonderful answers. That was really fun. As per tradition around here, we always like to wrap up the show with a little bit of advice, something our guests can leave. And so we always love to ask our guests, you know, let me say it again. I shouldn't say guests, I meant audience. As per tradition, we always like to wrap up our show with some advice, something that our audience can walk away with. And so we pose that same question to you. If you could offer some advice to our listeners out there, what would you say? Oh, some advice. I feel like I need advice myself these days. I think being just at home, I guess, in more solitude, I've been really loving the chance to find what I call like my laundry song. Like, I feel like a lot of people okay. like make playlists when they're in the shower, but mm-hmm. I like make playlists for when I'm like cleaning or doing laundry or like, you know, those specific like not very like quick or like cool times when you can like play in the shower with your hair and stuff but like just times that are kind of more mundane just finding a song that speaks to you and helps you reflect on whatever is going on in your life and in your heart really I like that find your laundry song that's wonderful awesome and on that note G Daddy if our listeners wanted to learn more about you or uh, Shades or things going on uh, and the different projects that you all are involved with where could they go yeah so Shades we are on multiple platforms we have a website at shadesofyale.com I'm pretty sure and also we have an Instagram but yeah if you like message us on there like we'll definitely respond I'll probably be the one responding (laughs) go look at we have cute pictures some videos on our YouTube channel as well that we update as much as we can just Shades of Yale. Yep. Yeah. Following. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, be sure to check that out. Alicia, if our listeners wanted to get in touch with you and learn more about you, where could they go? You can find me and my outspoken political opinions on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Alicia, E-L-I-C-I-A, last name Edwards. So Alicia Edwards, 19. You can also find me on Instagram. My Instagram name is e.squared. The dot is the period, not the word dot. So e.squared1989. How about you, Brian? As always, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at the Brian Alex Brian with an I. And then please go follow all the work that I do with College Acapella on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And on that note, that's going to wrap up today's show. We just want to thank G Daddy so much for coming on our show and being such a wonderful guest. It's been so much fun. Yes, thank you. This is a great hour and a half. Wonderful. On that note, please give a follow to Talkapella. We do have a Twitter account, Talkapella, two P's, two L's. You can also go to our website, talkapella.org, to hear previous episodes. And as always, go give Alcaville Radio a follow. They are the reason you're able to hear our show and uh, we're able to continue to speak with such wonderful and amazing guests. And that's going to wrap up today's show. 
for everything else, stay tuned.